RTHK News. It's one o'clock. I'm Alex Price. The headlines. Prosecutors challenged the interpretation of a survey on the Occupy Central movement. The transport chief likens choosing more bars to look at in the Hong Kong station to having to conduct a huge survey of the Hong Kong's population. And lawmakers asked the government to make things easier for people who want to take the express rail link. The prosecutor of nine figures in the Occupy protests has challenged a Chinese university survey which found that only a small fraction of participants were motivated by calls of the movement's three co-founders. Wendy Wong reports. In a poll conducted at the Admiralty Occupy site in 2014, about 1,200 people were asked to rate different options for their motivation to take part from very important to very unimportant. Less than 7% said calls by founders Benny Tai, Chan Kim Man and referent Chu Yu Ming were very important reasons for taking part. Most chose protecting Hong Kong's liberty as their main motivation. But the Director of Public Prosecutions, David Leung, suggested that even for those who said the trio's calls were very unimportant in the consideration, there was still a reason for them to take part. He suggested if the calls played no part in the protesters' decisions, they would simply skip this question altogether. But journalism scholar Professor Francis Lee, who conducted the poll, dismissed the suggestion, saying if he adopted such an interpretation of the poll, he would be laughed at by his academic peers. Together with six other defendants, the three founders faced charges relating to causing public nuisance and inciting others to do so. The defence lawyer for the trio said that although the charges don't depend on whether anyone had actually been incited, the results of the survey backed Chan Kim Man's case that the three men never expected so many people to join their Occupy campaign. Meanwhile, a video clip taken by a protester with his mobile phone was produced in the district court. It showed two other defendants, legislator Xiu Ka Chun and former student leader Eason Chong, calling on people to leave the protest site in Admiralty shortly after police started firing tear gas. The Transport Secretary Frank Chan has dismissed calls to examine more steel rods in Hong Hum Station, comparing the situation to having to undertake an impractically huge survey in order to get accurate census results. The government had approved the MTR's plan to dig in about 80 places along the Sha Tin to Central Link platform to check for bars that may have been cut short, meaning less than 1% of couplers will be checked. But experts say a minimum of 5% are needed for results to be meaningful. Lawmakers asked the government to increase the number of samples. But speaking through an interpreter, Mr Chan said it's impractical. 84 samples will be enough. Statistically speaking, deviation will just be 3.5%. That's about the couplers. Now, even for the census we have in Hong Kong, we have 7 million people. If we use a 5%, then we have to uh, poll at least uh, 350,000 Hong Kong people. This is not practical. I hope you understand that the sampling will be done by Hong Kong U independently. And if uh, there is any abnormality identified, we will continue uh, with more samples. Lawmakers have urged the MTR Corporation to make it easier and more convenient for people to buy tickets for the express rail to Guangzhou. About 50,000 people a day are using the line, far short of the government's estimate of 80,000, with local people accounting for only a third of the total. At a railways subcommittee meeting, Mr Chan said patronage was growing. Speaking through an interpreter, he said officials were discussing with mainland authorities how to allow local people to buy tickets on the mainland's dedicated website. 
they uh, need proof of identity. And there has to be a message sent to phone number registered on the mainland. So we will uh, see whether the system can be extended to Hong Kong. And after these technical uh, issues are overcome, we will try to extend the website to Hong Kong. Roundtable lawmaker Michael Chien criticised the MTRC for not doing enough to boost passenger numbers. He suggested the operator give free rides to the terminus for express rail users. MTR officials said they would consider the idea. Police have arrested a 26-year-old man at the airport in connection with the death of his father, who was found in the scene near Aberdeen yesterday. The victim, who was 65, had multiple knife wounds to his neck and shoulders and was found in a nylon bag. He wasn't carrying any identification. Initial investigations suggest the murder may have been related to a money dispute. The Ombudsman, Connie Lau, says her office will look into the government's handling of fallen trees after Super Typhoon Mankut battered the city in September to see if they should start a thorough probe. Ms Lau told lawmakers that the government had asked the Security Bureau to review its work in the aftermath of the storm. HSBC says it's introduced multiple security enhancements to its e-wallet app, including a two-step identity verification process for account changes. This comes about a month after about 20 client accounts were compromised and illegal transactions were made. From now on, users of PayMe will also receive notice of any change of personal information. The bank's head of digital wallet, Greg Chapman, says protecting customers against fraud and financial crime is its top priority, and HSBC will continue to invest in the app and introduce new capabilities. Turning overseas now, and Canada has defended its arrest of a senior executive from the Chinese technology firm Huawei on a US extradition request. Meng Wenzhou was detained as she was changing planes at Vancouver on the weekend. The case has increased tensions between Beijing and Washington and created turbulence in global stock markets. China has demanded Ms Meng's release. The Canadian Prime Minister, Justin Trudeau, spoke about her arrest at a news conference. I can assure everyone that we are a country of uh, uh, an independent judiciary and the appropriate authorities uh, took the decisions in this case uh, without any political involvement or interference, as must be the case. However, this is a case, obviously, uh, before the courts, uh, upon which there is a publication ban and it would be inappropriate for me to comment further. The US National Security Advisor John Bolton said he knew in advance about Ms Meng's arrest but wouldn't be drawn on whether President Trump was aware of the move before he met President Xi Jinping in Argentina last week. He said the subject would continue to be discussed. We've had enormous concern for years in this country about the practice of uh, Chinese firms to use stolen American intellectual property to engage in forced technology transfers and to be used really as arms of the Chinese government's objectives in terms of information technology in particular. So not respecting this particular arrest, but Huawei's one company we've been concerned about. There are others as well. 
The United Nations General Assembly has rejected a U.S. draft resolution to condemn the Palestinian movement Hamas for firing rockets into Israel. A Hamas spokesman tweeted that the result was a slap to the Trump administration, which is firmly pro-Israel. The Israeli ambassador to the UN said the vote was hijacked by tactics. Political manoeuvring, notably from Arab countries, meant the usual simple majority needed to approve a resolution was raised to a two-thirds threshold. Before the vote, the U.S. ambassador to the UN, Nikki Haley, outlined the wording of the U.S. resolution. The resolution condemns Hamas rocket attacks on innocent civilians. It demands that Hamas and other militant groups end all violent attacks, including the use of flaming kites. And it also reaffirms the U.N. support for a just, lasting, and comprehensive peace. Cuba's state-run telecoms company has introduced a new internet service which will allow all Cubans who pay for it to access the web on their mobile phones. Until now, locals have mostly relied on Wi-Fi hotspots and internet cafes. The launch marks a further relaxation of the government's restrictions on online activity. Here's the BBC's Will Grant. In what has been the first full day of internet access for many Cubans, those chosen in the initial rollout received a text message from the state-run telecommunications company, Atexa. It asked them which package, if any, they would like to sign up for, ranging from $7 to $30 a month. The speeds and quality of the connection apparently varied, with some reporting successful internet calls and chats with their relatives abroad, others running into difficulties. There is obviously a long way to go before universities, classrooms and workplaces are truly online, with a lack of adequate infrastructure still an issue across the island. The Eiffel Tower will be shut tomorrow amid a large French security deployment in response to possible further street violence involving the Yellow Vest protest movement. Ministers have appealed for calm in what one described as an unprecedented climate of violence. From Paris, here's the BBC's Hugh Schofield. The Elysee Palace has briefed French journalists about the presidency's fears for Saturday. The Elysee said that there was a hardcore of several thousand activists who could come to Paris to smash and to kill. On Facebook, there are numerous calls on Yellow Vest sites to stage another day of demonstrations in the capital, and one of the leaders of the movement has appeared on television urging protesters to march on the Elysee. Words like insurrection and civil war are being bandied around, and it's widely expected that revolutionary groups of the far left and far right will once again try to exploit the moment by joining the protest and attacking police. The government in Burundi has given the United Nations human rights body two months to shut its office in the country. The outgoing UN rights chief recently described Burundi as one of the most prolific slaughterhouses of humans. The BBC's Prime Ndikigomenya has more details. The reason the government gave was that the office was contributing to the production of reports by the UN International Commission of Inquiry into the human rights situation in Burundi. Since this commission was appointed, it has been releasing reports alleging serious human rights abuses in Burundi, blamed essentially on state agents. And the government has been rejecting these reports as fake reports and uh, politically motivated. Scientists in Portugal have announced the discovery of what they say is a previously unknown extinct species of crocodile. The remains were found by a geologist in 2003 and are to be donated to a museum in western Portugal in an area known as the Land of the Dinosaurs because of the many rich finds there. Here's the BBC's Alison Roberts. 
It had been thought that true crocodiles, part of a group called Crocodilia, first existed 75 million years ago. But the fossilized skull and jaw of this animal was discovered in rocks 20 million years older. The paleontologists at Lisbon and Coimbra universities who studied it said that they knew it was not one of the crocodilomorphs or crocodilian-like reptiles around at that time, because the jawbone has an opening that marks it out as a true crocodile. And now with the latest sports news, here's Adam Jung. We start with football news. Liverpool will carry on their English Premier League title chase without the services of defender Joe Gomez for six weeks. The club confirmed Gomez suffered a fractured left leg during Wednesday's 3-1 win at Burnley. The player left the game on a stretcher after getting tackled by Ben Mee in the first half. Gomez will miss at least nine games. The run of fixtures include a vital Champions League match against Napoli, as well as Premier League games against Manchester City and Arsenal. On the pitch, Real Madrid blasted Melilla to progress in the Copa del Rey. More from the BBC's Andy Barwell. Real Madrid cruised through to the last 16 of Spain's Copa del Rey with a 6-1 win on the day, 10-1 on aggregate against the lower league side Melilla. The second-tier team, Sporting Gijón, drew 2-2 on the day, but went through 4-2 on aggregate against top-flight side Abar. And the shock in the Italian Cup, where top-flight Genoa went out to lower league opposition, 7-6 on penalties, beaten by Vitus and Tea. The match had finished 3-3 after extra time. On to snooker now. Two former champions, Judd Trump and Ding Junhui, have been knocked out of the UK Championship taking place in York. Trump lost to Joe Perry 6-4, and Martin O'Donnell overcame Ding by the same score to reach the quarterfinals. O'Donnell isn't getting too excited just yet because he's due to play the defending champion Ronnie O'Sullivan tomorrow. I'm not really here to get to quarterfinals, so I haven't achieved anything yet. So I'll go and have a bit of food and relax tonight, and try and get ready for tomorrow's game. Easy match against the Rocket. <laughs> well, yeah, it gets easier as you go on in this tournament, doesn't it? Eh? But uh, no, listen, Ronnie's greatest player ever. It'll be a privilege to play him tomorrow. But you know, I'll go out there and I'll keep doing what I'm doing. I'll take the game to him and see what happens. Ding Junhui offered these reasons for his exit. He wasn't happy with conditions at the venue, a theatre in York. Aircons in there. It's not、uh, very good. It's every time I hit in the balls and it's no reactions, and then try to put more, and then they give me more reactions. So this is、uh, it's like、um, guessing to play the shots and maybe different than table one, but、uh, table two is and it's not that easy to play. We finish with ice hockey. The top-ranked Tampa Bay Lightning have won five straight games to extend their lead in the NHL. Third-period goals from Matthew Joseph and Anthony Sorelli lifted Tampa 3-2 over Boston. Second-place Toronto dropped points after a 5-4 overtime loss to Detroit. Dylan Larkin scored the OT winner on a breakaway to end the Maple Leafs' five-game winning run. And that's your look at sports. And that's the latest news from. RTHK. RTHK Radio Three. I wanna go where you go, blowing your smoke out the window, float away. 
To those Tokyo nights, you keep me up wide away. We fall asleep on the floor and all she sends champagne. And I wanna fall like snowfall, just to melt on your pillow, drift away. Back to those Tokyo nights when we were so out of place. We fall asleep in my car, the songs that all sound the same. Fall like we felt for the first time in the hotel, Mr. Way. 